Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Community Connection. In 2020, according to Microsoft News, New Yorkers reported 113 Bigfoot sightings. That included Mike Guymond. Mike is a sales representative here at the stations. And recently he had what he believes was a sighting near Messina. Dean Gleason is the head of the Seaway Valley Bigfoot Association, which he began several years ago as a way for people to report their experiences. And he joins me this morning. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Tell me about your first experience with what you believe was a, a Bigfoot or Sasquatch, right? Those are those are interchangeable, Dean? Well, there's uh, several hundred different names for uh, the creature that uh, most people refer to as Bigfoot. It's a worldwide phenomena. There's uh, every major country in the world uh, seems to have some kind of a belief in a cryptid uh, primate that fits the general description of uh, Bigfoot. Sasquatch uh, was a combination of several different Indian terms used for the creature. So yeah. most people refer to them either as Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Uh, you live here in uh, St. Lawrence County. What was your first experience? I can't remember the exact year. It was either 1980 or 81. So I know it was when I was in high school. And it was during a uh, trapping outing. I used to trap uh, muskrats and things like that in, in the creek around our farm in Hammond. And um, I had been trapping with my grandfather. And uh, he had told me not to go down this one section of the creek. And I, he never told me why, but he just said, no, don't go down in there. To this day, I'm, I think my grandfather might have had an experience in there, but he just never told me. Uh, but after he retired from doing it and I was doing it on my own, I, I went down in that area where he said not to go and, and set traps up. Well, one day I went down there to check the traps and I noticed that there was something thrashing around in the swamp. So I went over to see what it was and a, a snapping turtle had gotten caught. So I went over there to see if I could figure a way to get him out without losing a finger or two. And um, well, after I uh, finished doing that and he uh, snarled at me and took off, I noticed that there were tracks coming out from the land out into the swamp out to where the trap was. And after the mud cleared up a little bit, I saw that they were human-looking footprints, but a lot bigger. I didn't know what to do, so I, I pulled the trap out of there and went over onto the other side of the, of the creek because I noticed the tracks only came one way. Uh, when I got over to the other side of the creek and looked around, I found where the creature had swam across the creek and it pulled itself up on the other side. And I didn't tell anybody about that experience for years and years and years for the typical reasons. You know, I didn't want anybody to think I was crazy or I was imagining something. And, um, geez, it was years later. Uh, I went to go deer hunting and my brother had mentioned to me that earlier in the week, a moose had been seen in the area. And, uh, so he said, no, oh, maybe you'll get lucky and see it. It was out here in the field a day or two ago. So I was back hunting, and it was just about time uh, to leave for the evening. And um, my brother and stepfather raised beef cattle, and uh, it was feeding time for the cattle, so they were all kind of making a lot of noise on the other side of the road from where the wood lot is. And uh, I heard something out in front of me make a, a real deep, like a grunt sound. And I got all excited thinking I was going to see a moose, and I, I wasn't sure exactly what a kind of a noise a moose makes because I'd never been around a, a real one. So I'm thinking I'm going to see a moose. Well, all of a sudden the brush started moving. So I knew, well, whatever this is, it's big. And uh, suddenly a head popped up out of the brush and it was, it was a Sasquatch. It was your typical Sasquatch you see, you know, pictures of like, like the Patterson film. 
big brow ridge, kind of a, a conical head, and it was looking around. And uh, I was just shocked. I was sitting there in the ground. I was all in camo. I don't think it ever saw me or knew I was there. I, I was upwind from it. And it looked around for a couple of minutes, and then it made that noise again, and then it just walked away. And where again and, was this? Um, where again was this, Dean? This was up in the Hammond area. Okay. I, I, I don't like to say specific places because I don't want other people going in there and, and you know, and bothering them. Since that incident has happened, I've, uh, I've seen the large one twice more, and I've seen a juvenile in that same general area twice. Yeah. Describe again what they, they look like. Well, they're very wide. They're a broad creature. Um, they look like a kind of a, a cross between a gorilla and a person. They stand upright uh, for the most part when they walk. Uh, there is as descriptions of them that they, they do kind of hunch over when they run. Their arms kind of swing back and forth when they walk. They're mostly covered with hair. Their palms of their hands, the bottoms of their feet, and their face is, is uh, pretty much free from hair. They have kind of a conical head, and um, they're very large. I guess they estimate that the male adults uh, will go maybe around 1,000 pounds. So, so they're a big animal. So you weren't surprised when you read or heard about Mike Guymond seeing this Sasquatch no, or, no, I, or Bigfoot? No, I wasn't. I have done investigations in that general area before. Since I opened up Seaway Valley Bigfoot Research, I have been called out there three or four times to that general area uh, with people having sightings. So that is kind of a hot spot over in that general area where he, where he had his experience. Yeah. Why are they so elusive? I think that they know that the only real predator that they face and the only real threat to their existence is humans. I, I don't think anything else in the woods can match them in strength or in intelligence. So they're pretty much the king of the wood. Some Indian tribes refer to them as the boss of the woods. They know the area. They know how to hide. They know how to keep out of our sight. They know how to fend for themselves. I just don't think that, in general, they want much to do with us. They're, they're almost as intelligent as we are, and maybe in some ways more. Dean Gleason is the head of the Seaway Valley Bigfoot Association. This is fascinating. Thank you so much for your time, Dean. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to do it any time. If you ever have any other questions, we'd be more than happy to try to answer them for you if we can. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on Community Connection.